Greetings. Thank you for listening again to Rise and Shine. It's morning time. This week's podcast is about separate and desperate. There is so much in that simple message separate and desperate. There are separations that are occurring and have occurred that make the environment and the atmosphere filled with desperation. And that's not a good thing. However, there is also a desperation for the presence of God. And that is a good thing. So I will explore at least two of the meanings that have been in my mind and my spirit for the past couple of days when the Holy Spirit dropped this theme into my being separate and desperate. So God bless you and thank you again for listening to another podcast of Rise and Shine. It's morning time. The first image that came to me with the theme of separate and desperate was the friends who took the sick, paralyzed person to Jesus and they were so desperate to get their friend healed that they took the roof off to lower their friend down to Jesus. They were desperate to get to Jesus because they knew that's where healing was. Now, whose desperation was stronger, the friends or the person who needed the healing? Um, It's not my place to say. I don't know. But I think that it can be agreed upon that there was a desperation for the presence of God to be in the presence of God. And they knew separation from God was not getting them anywhere or it wasn't getting their friend anywhere. So they were desperate to get to God, to get their friend to God. So to me, that is a good thing. When you realize that your separation from the Most High God puts you in a desperate state to get to what you know He has to offer, to me that is a good thing. The other image that came to me when the theme of separate and desperate was dropped into my spirit was the fact that the body of Christ is separate, separated 
by divisions within the body of Christ as far as denominations go what one group believes over another group there is a separation there as well and with that separation there is a desperation I believe for God to prove one group over another as correct that's a sad separate and desperate a very sad separate and desperate because God and his son and the Holy Spirit are one So how is it that those who follow and believe in the one true God are so separate from one another? So again, that brings us back to the desperation of wanting to be in Christ's presence, wanting to be in the presence of the one true most high God. If we as followers of Christ were all desperate to be in his presence, then how can there be any separation? How can there be a separation on doctrinal disagreements or labels of growing up Baptist, Pentecostal, free will primitive and the myriad of other titles of denominations that supposedly represent the body of Christ here on earth I can't understand how there is separation and I, when I first begun to be drawn into what the world calls the church, had those questions. (laughs) And I thought they were legitimate questions to ask, why is there an AME and why is there an AME Zion? What's the difference? And I I thought there was an answer that somebody had for that question. I found out not really. But that even made me more so question why there is separation within the body of Christ. That's just one example of separation in the, the labeling of the denomination. As I begun to actually visit different gatherings of churches or get more involved in churches that family members belong to, I begun to find out that not only was there separation in the labels, 
But even if it had the same label, there was a separation because one is considered black and one was considered white. And never shall the two mix. And so to me, that was another reason to question why the separation if we all follow Christ. But here it was that it was a church that had the same label on the outside. But they didn't meet together or they wouldn't even tend to meet together because one was black and one was white. Praise God. So that became a point of pondering and meditation for me. And I began to talk to God about it. And so when I wanted to learn more about who God is, I began to pray, Lord, send me to a church where I don't have to be concerned with, am I doing it right? Am I walking the Baptist walk right? Or am I walking the Pentecostal walk right? Or am I singing the song the way the Baptists would do it? Or can I clap my hands here? Please, God, don't send me somewhere where I can be free to learn about you. So he did that. Praise God. He sent me to a Calvary Chapel. And I thank God for the experience I had at the Calvary Chapel. But we could go again further to say there's still a separation with the non-denominational gatherings that say they follow God. But I praise God, God answered my prayer. He sent me somewhere where I could learn about him without worrying about if I could clap my hands, nod my head, say amen. He sent me somewhere where I didn't have to worry about that. And as I was attending the Calvary Chapel, he would also have me attend other gatherings, other conferences, other things within the city and outside of the city where I know his presence resided. So to me, there was no separation in what God was leading me to do because I didn't have to get permission to go visit these other churches, which is an entirely different podcast. And if you don't know, praise God, you've been blessed. But I'm sure a number of people who listen to this and have attended and belonged to churches understand when I say you had to get permission to visit another church. Which to this day I still do not 
understand. <laughs> but, Lord, thank God I'm ignorant of those things that have separated the body of Christ. For the most part, I'm ignorant of those things. And I understand that sometimes there is a necessity to separate, to be set apart from one group or another. I understand that. I'm not saying that for the sake of being united that we should all just run into the street and gather together as followers of Christ. Or perhaps that is what I'm saying. But let's just say that's not what I'm saying at the moment. I do understand there's a time where you have to separate and come out from among different groups. But if we are followers of Christ and we say we believe in God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, or we say we believe in Jehovah, or we say we believe in Yahweh, why is there a separation? Of any kind. Why can't we all run out into the street and know each other by the Spirit, regardless of denomination or tribe or tongue? Which is another image that God gave me about separate and desperate. When the people were building the Tower of Babel, God said, if they work together, there is nothing that they can't do. So he separated the languages. Now, what I find interesting about the Tower of Babel is that they were trying to reach God without God. They were trying to build a temple to God without consulting God. Which seems ludicrous. Which seems laughable. Yet, it still happens today. Where there are groups building temples to God without God. They are separated from God himself. But they themselves can be together. They themselves can be united. But separate from God. So that was another angle that I began to ponder on. Being united is more than just being in the same place. 
I can be in a room with 12 people, but only five of the 12 may be united. Now, for the sake of this conversation, we'll say united with the Spirit of God. So separate and desperate. So out of the 12, five five are united with the Spirit of God and with each other. Now, there could be another three in that group of 12 that are united with each other, but not with the Spirit of God. So could that three that are united with each other but not with the Spirit of God be united with the five who are united with the Spirit of God and united with each other? Or are they just in the same vicinity of each other? I don't have a definitive answer about that. But what I do know is that if that group of 12 decides to move together at once, even though they may be united in motion because they're all going in the same direction, The five out of the 12 who are are united with each other in the Holy Spirit are united in a different purpose than the entire group of 12. So even though the 12 are moving in the same direction, united in motion, Perhaps they are not united in purpose. So separate and desperate. I go back to the Tower of Babel. So God said there is nothing that they cannot do if they work together. Yet they were leaving God out of the entire process. We're going to get to God, but we're going to get God without God. Which, as I said, when I say it that way, it seems ludicrous. But it happens still more than we would probably like to admit. So the separate from the one who created you causes a desperation that manifests itself in many different ways because of that separation from the one who created you the soul will seek to attach itself to something to be united so once the separation from the one who created you actually occurs. As it says in the soundtrack, 
as Minister Bill Winston says in the soundtrack, if one is separated from the one who created it, surely death will come. And that is what happens once the created separates itself from the creator. It attaches itself to something else which causes death. So that separation becomes a desperation. The desperation, as I said, manifests itself in many different forms. It could manifest itself in an addiction. It could manifest itself in a sickness. It could manifest itself in a myriad of different things. But bottom line is that one has become separated from the source of life. Therefore, there is no other option but death. Praise God. So that is the awful desperation of being separated from your creator. The wonderful desperation is seeking to be in the presence of the one who created you. Not seeking to be away from that presence so that you can attach yourself to something else, but so desperate to be in the presence of God that nothing else will do, that nothing else matters, that God himself is what you are so desperate to be connected to. That everything else fades away. Praise God. And I was under the impression that those who were united in a building called church all had that same desperation. And that's not always the case. Unfortunately, so it has taken me growth and maturity to get to the point where I realize that everyone is not seeking the presence of God, is not seeking to be united with the Spirit of God because the Spirit of God leads us and guides us in all truth. And unfortunately, not everyone wants to be united with the truth. And it's taken growth for me to understand that it is not my responsibility. It is not my burden to make someone unite with the truth. My call and my commission is to share the truth. The acceptance of it is not up to me. 
is up to the spirit of God. So that has been freedom for me to know that God does not call me to make sure the truth is digested. He just calls me to share the truth. If a chef prepares a a nutritional meal, and the patron refuses to partake, the chef has done his job. He did what he was commissioned to do. So praise God. That he invites us not to be separate from his presence or from his spirit. And we don't have to languish in desperation for his spirit and his presence. But because we are in these earthly vessels, we are groaning for the entire and complete unity with our creator. So there is a desperation to be completely in his presence, but we have the blessed assurance that one day we will be completely in his presence and not separated from him by these earthly vessels. And thank God for that blessed assurance. Separate and desperate. So I mentioned the Tower of Babel and that these souls were trying to reach God without God. And God said there is nothing that they will not be able to do if they work together So he scrambled the languages. I do believe there is a time coming where what God said will be true again. There is nothing that they cannot do if they work together. But this time, I do believe it will be with God that we are building that temple to him, building that pathway to him. Because those who are united will be united by God himself through the Holy Spirit. So again, I think we will get to the point where there is nothing that they, they being the followers of Christ, cannot do if they work together.
so separate and desperate. There's so many different angles to those two words, to the meaning of those two words that I will be meditating on this for days and weeks and months and probably years to come as God continues to reveal exactly what that means. So I thank God for his Holy Spirit that leads and guides into all truth and who unites the followers of Christ not only with God but with each other. So again, I encourage you those who follow Christ, those who are filled with the Spirit of Christ, to rise and shine. It's morning time. One last thing. A few years ago, I visited an exhibit of the Dead Sea Scrolls. And in this exhibit, there was also a minor exhibit of ossuaries. Now, these ossuaries... are buildings or containers for dead men's bones. And at the time I was walking through this exhibit and they had examples of ossuaries, my first thought was how amazingly similar they looked to what we call modern day churches with the steeples and the temples, etc. And I wondered why in the world would a place or building built to praise God and to worship God would be built to look like the place that holds dead men's bones. I still have not found the actual answer to that, but I have a number of theories of my own, which I won't share at the moment. I will just bring it to your attention for you to ponder as well. Ossuaries are places that hold dead men's bones. So why would the buildings that are being built to praise and worship God be replicas of 
the places that hold dead men's bones. And of course, it begs the reference of the scripture in Ezekiel, if I'm not mistaken, about these dead bones rising again as Ezekiel walks through the valley of the bones. As I said, I have my own theories about why modern day churches were built to resemble the ossuaries. But again, I look forward to that day when the dead bones shall rise. So God bless you again and thank you for listening and have a wonderful week.